All right, what's up, everyone? Uh, today, uh, I will say honor guest because you know I'm honored to be, you know, working with you. We have Dwayne Drummond from Manchester Civic Associations, but also a little thing that I did not know: who is Dwayne Drummond aside from being an Indigo ambassador, past ambassador? So you want to introduce yourself to the people and our listeners? Yes, yes. Uh, like she said. Uh, <laughs> My government name is Dwayne Allen Drummond. Um, I'm from Mantua. Um, I work for the school district Philadelphia Head Start program. I do parent engagement. Um, I'm also the president of the Mantua Civic Association. And I'm also the chairman of the 24th Ward Democratic Executive Committee. Ooh, hold on, pause. What? Say that one more time. <laughs> the 24th Ward Democratic Executive Committee. I am the chairman. You're the chairman. Very cool. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I mean, we know you from your work with Indigo, but um, tell me, how did you become the head of the uh, Mantua Civic Association? Uh, it basically started um, from a community-driven plan called We Are Mantua. It was a community-driven uh, plan with over 300 residents. And our number one priority in that transformation plan was to establish a civic association, an association that was not um, hand-picked, but the individuals was elected, and my community elected me as the president of the Mantua Civic Association. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners who may not know, what does the Civic Association do? We deal with a whole lot of stuff. We deal with issues and concerns of our community. The number one issue and concerns of our community is gentrification. Mm -hmm. And one way that we deal with gentrification is through zoning and planning. Um, if you zone your community correctly, because Philadelphia hasn't been rezoned since the 50s and 60s, that you can be a part of that development process when it comes down to your community. So in 2017, uh, June 22nd, um, we got Mantua rezoned uh, through city council from multi-family to single family. So that put us at the table and that our community won't be on the menu because we will be a part of that process. And so how specifically does, does zoning help uh, current residents um, with gentrification? When a lot of displacement takes place, uh, a lot of residents will come out their house and that two-story old house is being knocked down. Um, and that happens because of the zoning code. And it get knocked down without the residents being informed because they have something called by-right development. So by-right, the developers don't have to tell the community squat. And that leaves the community with no voice, no say-so, to even be at that table. Gotcha. So it's like there could be a two-story house on your block. It gets knocked down, and suddenly it's a gigantic, multi-unit, five-story apartment yeah. building. But so, you, sure. so you've made sure to, um, to make sure the community has a voice before something like that can happen. Yes, we had some say-so. Very cool. Um, and so, uh, so what, what is... 
What is your main responsibility as the uh, head of the Mantua Civic Association? Um, you know, just bringing unity, um, a unified voice when it comes down to all the leaders in um, Mantua. I'm only as good as my team is. So I can be the head, but my my pinky toe ain't walking right, I'm going to (laughs) fall. So, like, you know, I'm just as good as my team. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how did did you get involved in um, in Indigo? Oh, Indigo (laughs) actually (laughs) came to a community meeting. You start asking a trouble question right there. They, no, no, hey, the truth should set you free, yeah. you know, and it opened up a, a window of opportunity mm-hmm. and it opened up uh, a table of discussion. So during this discussion, Indigo came to a civic association meeting over at 36 and a half Avenue at Grace Lutheran Church. And first they brought a, a Indigo bike up in the church. So mm-hmm. The Saxton of the church, like, you better get that out of God's place of worship. <laughs> so I said, you know what? It got to go. But you can, whatever you got to say, come and say. And it was talking about putting a, um, an Indigo station in front of the Mantua Presbyterian Apartments on 34th and Half Avenue. And, you know, it's a lot of seniors that come to my men's 60-plus apartments in that, that. And they're like, we ain't riding no bike. Like, mm-hmm. how dare you come into our community? And you don't know our motto? Our motto is plan or be planned for. So you came into our community with, with your own plan. And you're not going to come over here and choke sandwich this plan down our throat. Mm-hmm. No. And that opened up a good conversation um, and it had me wondering, you know, what is this Indigo thing? And I looked at it as, you know, a vehicle, just not a vehicle to, to ride, a vehicle that the community can actually exercise their rights, exercise their voice. You can use this vehicle as advocacy for the things that we're fighting against. You know, we can mobilize off of this vehicle. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was looking at it because I, I have the philosophy of just thinking outside of the box. And, you know, when I presented it to my board and presented it to the community, everybody, you know, joined in. Like, oh, Dwayne, yeah, that's, that's, I would never ever thought about that one. But sometimes that's how, what happens where late night reflections mm-hmm. take place. You know, you think outside of the box and, you making a reality and that's how I'm sitting at this table right now because of that conversation and like my grandma said it takes horse manure to make a seed grow and Indigo actually came into our community and put their horse manure on this seed that we was trying to grow and I'm just seeing it just grow and just blossom and just produce so, you know, it's it's just been an honor. I really like that saying, by the way, and I may 
steal it. Which like, one? <laughs> uh, horse manure. Oh, that's the edit version. Okay, that's the edit version. My grandma, it. yeah, my yeah. grandma would say say what it is. Like I, I, I appreciate yeah, you yeah, use yeah, the edited. Yeah, version I use here. the edited yeah. version. But uh, I will, I will uh, cite uh, your grandma when I use it in yes, the future. Yeah. Um, and I mean, right now you guys been working more within the goal site planning, like especially where the station needs to put up now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's um, I mean, there's actually. I guess before we get into that, I want to back up a little bit. So, so Indigo came in and people weren't too happy at first. It sounds like right. True. Um, so, what was what was your reaction when Indigo came in? Like, were you part of that like sort of unhappy uh, group? How I was raised. I was raised on this this theory: eat the meat and spit out the bone. I looked at this as being, even though it was crazy, even though it seemed like horse manure, I thought something can grow out of this. It's like Ohm's Law. You you have to have a positive and a negative to, to have electric flow. And I had to be that conductor for that positive and negative for the lights to come on. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just how I looked at it. You know, I, like I say... I'm right-handed, but I box unorthodox. I will fight you with my left hand. So, like, um, and I took it as an opportunity. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and so how long would you say it was between, say, like, the first time Indigo showed up and um, when the community as a whole decided that actually this might be an okay thing? Well, it, it was conversations. You know, they came... Um, Back to my executive board, because, you know, one thing that I always tell people, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to come in front of the community unless you deal with the core group, my, my, my board of directors or my executive board. And a young lady, she's not with um, the city no more, Kara, she came back and we was having a, a conversation talk about accessibility, like can disability people with disabilities be able to, you know, access this? How about people who, you know, how much does this cost? Like you talking about a credit card, people don't got credit cards, they got access cards now here, you know? And then that's when the con- a lot of the conversation started to talk. And then I remember Kira came back. She was like, you know, we have this thing with the monthly, you know, membership and this and that, if you have an access card. So that was a light bulb for a lot of people, you know. Y'all actually listen to us. You went out and found different strategies so we can connect through access. And I think that was, that was, that to me, that was a go-getter because I, I, I started thinking about that and I, and I work at the school district and I work for Head Start and all of the families that comes in the Head Start is below poverty. My neighborhood is below poverty. So how, if these people are below poverty, how can they have access to different things even when it comes down to transportation? So you felt like like Indigo actually was was listening to you. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, think I think that was that was the goal of the Better Bike Share partnership in the yeah. first place. And so, I mean, was that did that sort of did that in itself make you want to like get involved on the ground level? 
and at the, no, because I still, you know, I was like, okay, they they doing something for the residents to have access, you know. But I still, I had a lot of stuff on 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 my plate, on our plate, that was going on at in the community. It's a lot of moving parts. And then this young lady, like I said before, Karen, she came back at me, and I was sitting there at my lunch break, and I see I see a text, and she's like, Dwayne, look, I'm gonna send you something later on. Check it out. So when she sent it, I looked at it. I still didn't, you know, really budge. And then she called me. She said, Did you did you check the the message? I said, oh, let me check it right now. And she, and then I read it, and it was about the Indigo Ambassador. And I was like, uh. She's like, really think about it. And she was like, just think about it as being a vehicle. And when she said vehicle, like, I was like, mm. And then when I started to think and reflect, I was like, a vehicle. I need a vehicle for all these moving parts that's going on and taking place in my community mm-hmm. to talk about zoning. I went on a bike ride with the the, the the Philadelphia City of Philadelphia Planning Commission, the CPI Institute where I graduated from. I used that so I could link up with other citizens planners to see what's going on in their community. It it, it starts a conversation. Being an ambassador is like the embassy. You know, it starts conversation. It starts dialect and dialect is very, very key and critical to life so so that's why i i I took it as a vehicle to just to connect Mm -hmm. and not only to connect to reconnect and also to disconnect from certain things yeah for sure um i mean i've often thought about that you know a lot of times there's this idea that you as that bike people can just go somewhere and say like hey you guys all need to bike to work let's all do that now here's a bike lane yeah and that's just not how the -hmm. world works and it's not how neighborhood it's not how people in neighborhoods want to be treated Mm -hmm. um so i mean that i mean i i look at that as as a success story not for indigo necessarily but for mantua Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's super cool so um so brenda yeah you um so you two have worked together a lot um, in recent, has it been years now? It's been a thing, a year back that we worked with. I mean, honestly, we're still working with different rides that are happening in his neighborhood, which mm-hmm. is great because at the end of the day, even though he's not involved as an ambassador, he still continues to utilize this free access to this bike, you know, to connect communities. And that's something that we encourage a lot of like old ambassadors to do or organizations who don't necessarily have to be an ambassador. But like often we talked about how do we use this bike aside from being just a bike is actually a connection like Dwayne has said. And I always tell people it's just it's creating that connection to fight a different cause. And you actually hit whatever I've been having conversations with most of the people. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a lot easier to have a conversation on a bike than it is to, you know, if, if everyone's driving cars, or, <laughs> you know, like even if everyone has to like get to the same place by public transportation. Oftentimes, you're on different trains in a car or like whatever. Right, um, and a lot of people 
I always say this, and even in our podcast, we got to think about that. Not a lot of people have access to drive, you know, to a driver license. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people have access to cars, and this is a great way to start, you know, thinking and rethink about like what kind of privileges we have as you know citizens and also rethink of what other people especially different communities don't have access to so yeah. for sure um so so what do you how do you see um bicycling uh being utilized in the future in Mashua? um i think it's still still a new thing um i think Collaborating because you know, with even with you know, Indigo, certain ages can't ride it. If you're under 16, you can't ride it. And I remember growing up in, in Mantua, um, we used to have bikes where you could go to thrift shops and find frames, or your neighbor might have a, a old frame in a basement. And mm-hmm. then you go to like my sister grandpop house, Mr. West, and ask him for a monkey wrench. And then you can go across the street to the hardware store and ask Mr. Schumann's for some 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 nuts to go on on the um the the bike, or ask him for a a screwdriver and a hammer so you can pop the a chain off a ten speed and put it on a regular bike. Like so, I think like nowadays how how time has changed. Like a lot of youth, they don't get out on their bike because they stuck on a mobile device or they stuck in a house playing a video game. But I think like with different programs surrounding cycling, you know, I think that, you know, you can get these kids out and back active and things of that nature. I think it's going to be a good thing because Mantua is working on a project and it's owned by Mantua residence and it's called the Mantua Greenway and it's going to be a bike trail and I think it's so unique because people, you know, it's going to have so much history of the current residents mm-hmm. that's there and that's important. It's like sometimes you can look at stuff in, in, in other people's communities like who is you building this for? Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to be like a dog sometimes you got to piss on your, 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 your stuff. So you when another dog knows and they're like, oh, I gotta keep on moving. This is already marked. And sometimes you had to do it. You had to you had to mark your post and with that greenway, we are marking our posts. We're involved in the planning. We even have a, 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 a friends of Mantua Greenway group. We established this. And the Mantua Civic Association is back in this. And our CDC, Mount Vernon Manors, is back in this. And the city, the water department, the street department, they're back in this community-driven thing. So I think when it comes down to just not cycling, to me, with the Mantua Greenway, we're going to bring back health and wellness to our community. Yes, cycling might be a vehicle. Walking might be a vehicle. Running might even be a vehicle. No, but we bring in health and wellness or just grandmom and and the grandson sitting down on the bench having a a community intergenerational conversation. And I'm thinking about health and wellness and what this Greenway is going to bring my community. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, when do you expect that? I mean, is there is there a date, a completion date? Is is um is we have timelines. Yeah. It's movement. Um, 
The city planning commission already accepted it. It's going through the process. And like I said before, it got to go through zoning first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put... My grandma said, if you want something, you write it down, you speak it to life, you believe it. And after you speak it, you execute, you implement it. And we done write, wrote it down, we believe it, we spoke it to life, and now it's just execution time. And I, that's, that's the phase that we're at right now. Very cool. So I, I realized I asked that question when, when, in fact, people ask me that question about bike projects, and I never have the answer because things might take, you know, a year, they might take five years, um, but uh, I guess this case is very unique because it's something that is being, it's like a ground up sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the neighborhood came up with it and the city is going up based on, is doing it based on what the neighborhood wanted, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah, I just want to make sure that people and our listeners know that the way has not just been involved with this year with Indigo or last year with Indigo or Mancho Civic Association because we had this conversation like there are things that you 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 need you need to experience with people and you need to learn who they are as a person and it surprised me because how long you've been working with organizations how long have you been working with your community um legally <laughs> um I had uh, been a committee person in the 24th Ward, uh, 4th Division Democratic Committee since 1998. Anytime I hear the words 19, I'm like, whoa! And that's that's 20 years, because yeah. uh, I was born in 1980, so y'all do the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to put out his spot about his age or anything yeah. like that, but you know, it is amazing seeing like the process of how as a young being involved, and now look at you. Yeah. It, it started earlier with my sister <clears throat> Grandpa, like just taking me to community meetings, taking me to ward meetings, like when I was six. Like sometimes you just had to have as a child a mentor, especially when you growing up in an urban. Uh, environment that is 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 surrounded by poverty and i think that the, the grooming grew me into the, the the person that i am right now my sister grandfather i took his place as a committee person and blossomed even further than he would ever imagine or ever could as a man like he died when he was almost 90 years old wow. and he was stuck at a committee person and you know he never reached the next level as being the chairperson uh, of the ward and you know i know he's somewhere in like heaven probably smiling down because i keep on going like from the chairperson to sitting on the school district of philadelphia uh, head start policy council as the chairman um just dealing with policies and procedures to you know even possibly this year being on the ballot. I mean, I am going to be on the ballot for the Pennsylvania State Democratic um, Committee. So, yeah. so can you explain what the uh, State Democratic Committee is? I'm, it, try, I'm trying to keep yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. You're involved it's, in so much. I'm trying to keep it all straight. It's <laughs> it's like it's like it's on a state level. Um, like when it comes down to like the Philadelphia County, so they deal with you know all the you know the elected official candidates and things like that, and um, 
being aware of the policies and procedures on the state levels when it comes down to, you know, running for public uh, office and stuff. It's just like me just being at the table, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and it's different other, like, caucuses that, you know, through this committee I probably can travel up from even, like, the Black Caucus or Young Democrats of Pennsylvania, things of that nature, so. So will you, does that mean you'll be involved in, um, in say, uh, um, like, deciding who the uh, party is going to support for statewide office? Yeah, I kind of, okay. it's kind of, is that, that, that process, yeah. Very cool. To have uh, insight, being at the table on that level. Yeah, and I guess with the re- with redistricting, that's going to be really important. Yeah, that's something that, you know, um, we need to get out because it's going to bring a lot of confusion at the polls and stuff. That's why right now I'm partnering with Indigo to do a piece called Pedal to the Polls. And uh, with that piece is, you know, thinking outside of the box. Um, there's not going to be a, a, a bike ride, but we're, you know, there is a, a central location, and just so happily, there is an Indigo station there that will be out there registering people to vote um, before that deadline, and then after that, try to do some type of summit um, to bring awareness so people can exercise their their vote. And through that, you know, hopefully by May the 15th, if people need some access, we probably can get some access through Indigo so people can pedal to the polls. That is a cool way to use bikes. I gotta yeah. gotta hand it to everyone involved there. That is super cool. Um, all right, so uh, if people want to uh, get in touch with you, um, you know, either uh, for for any of the many things you do, um, how can they do that? Um, I am on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on my name, Dwayne Drummond. At Facebook, or you can uh, email me at m r d r u m m twenty five. That's two five at gmail dot com. All right, very cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Just a heads up, guys. Um, there is an article written about Dwayne and the work that he does too, as well. And I did saw it at Indigo in a few of our pages. So that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And don't don't forget, pedal to the polls is a, a voters registration um, piece that we can sign up people, and it's going to be at Broad in Oxford in North Philly. I had to st- think outside the box and leave out of West Philly and mm-hmm. go to where you know that voters registration is very very much needed at. That's right on the side of the Fresh Grocer. Um, we had some literature there, you know the dates that you need to be aware of when it comes down to absentee ballots to when is the primary election, when is the general election, things of that nature, what do you need? Um, And like I said, hopefully um, that we will be having coming soon a voters education awareness summit so you can know who can vote and who can't vote so you can get up and stand up for your rights very cool um will you be looking for like volunteers for that yeah i would would like volunteers like i said it's at um april 11th uh 2 p.m through 5 p.m at broad and oxford um and this is a nonpartisan event so we're not looking for candidates to come out there and, and campaign 
for their champagne. We don't, we don't <laughs> want that. Um, this is really, really um, a nonpartisan event that if you want to people to exercise their right to vote and they might not um, have, you know, access to voting um, by being a registered voter, that we can do this and we can get that paperwork in before the day it lines. Very cool, yeah, so it's about um, empowering people to be able to vote, not to vote for a certain person no, or a certain party. No, or, yeah, no, All right, very it's, cool. It's not even about, sometimes, if that's your preference, who you gonna vote for? And But one thing, thing I need to tell people, they need to start paying attention when it's time to vote. Don't overlook the ballot questions. Please read them questions. If you don't know um, the answer, the certainty, there's people out there that's nonpartisan can give you the correct answer. So mm-hmm. please answer that yes or no when it comes down to voting on them questions. Don't leave them unanswered. Yeah. So like, uh, for instance, I know the uh, the committee of seventy. Watchdog. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. So like. Like for those, because those, those questions are often written in a way that's confusing, like yes. and intentionally yeah. sometimes. Um, they will break down those questions on the website and explain to you in English, you know what they mean. So yeah. uh, that's something I do before. Yeah, committee is seventy or the Philadelphia City Commissioners. That's mm-hmm. their job. There's three of them. Hold them accountable. For sure. All right. Thanks again. Really thanks appreciate it coming. Thank you. Thank you. Right.